Welcome back to the 29 of 29 podcast. I am probably the most excited I've been about doing a podcast for a very long time because I have so many amazing folks ready to share their top moments from 2020. We've all experienced 2020. We know that it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year as a community, but we have come together in many different instances and many different moments, and we have much to look forward to in 2021. And today's podcast is going to be about sharing some of those top moments from the year. We're going to kick it off with Mark and Matt and Garrick, and we're going to take it back to where this all began. And if you've listened to the first season, the origin story, you'll know that there was a test event that happened at Brasstown Bald. And when we had to make the tough decision to go to a virtual event for Idaho, the first event of the year, Mark, Matt and Garrick went all the way back to the beginning. Mark, Matt, Garrick, welcome to the show. Let's talk about that experience at Brasstown Ball in June of this year. Yeah, it was surreal going back, having seen all this played out on the mountain over the last three years. Generally, what's been created by this fabulous team here and the hell that I've gotten from all my friends, family who have done the event and a lot of participants that I've gotten to know that I actually hadn't done my own event. So going back there to do it, it was with a little bit of trepidation. And in realizing just how long, but just how wonderful this journey is and doing it with my best friend, guy that I ran track with in college and reliving that kind of together was honestly a really hard challenge, but a a high point for 2020 for sure. Now, Mark, you're the CEO of 29 and 29, and you had to make ultimately the really tough decision to postpone that first event. So I'm sure you went to Brasstown Bald with mixed emotions, a heavy heart but also some excitement, as you mentioned, to go out there and do this with Matt, who's our uh, director of first impressions. I like to call him. He has many titles, but he is someone who's been a part of 2929 from the beginning, as you mentioned, one of your best friends. So tell me about that, Mark, the heavy heart that you had, but also the excitement of, of taking on this challenge with Matt. Making the decision to postpone, we did in April. And I think that's still at a time when we're still learning a lot about the coronavirus right now. So imagine thinking, nine months ago. There was a lot of hope that events would be able to take place during the summer, but for the safety of the communities in which we operate, for our staff and our participants, we made the decision early on. And it turned out overwhelmingly the right decision, but it was also weird for me to be doing the event and not cheering others on. We have Colleen, we have Brent, we have yourself, we have Amanda, we have Garth, we have all these amazing people on the team. Matt's always on the mountain who are cheering people on. And that's what I do. I cheer people on. And suddenly I was doing it. And there's this virtual event taking place with others and I'm doing it with them. So there was this feeling of gratefulness to be able to have the team carrying on and executing this virtual event that allowed me to participate virtually. And then there was also this feeling of, oh man, like doing this on a mountain by yourself is not near the same experience that people get from our staff and the energy they get from other participants. So there was certainly a real feeling of gratefulness to be there. And at the same time, melancholy kind of thinking about how much more amazing it would be to be on the mountain doing it with Matt at one of our actual events as well. Yeah, it was certainly bittersweet. And Matt, I'd love to hear your experience and your recollection of what it was like to go to the well, so to speak, and and actually achieve 29,029 feet. But do it in such a way, as Mark said, where we don't have the infrastructure, there's not the aid stations, there's not the people cheering, there's not the red bibs, there's not the ascent boards. Tell me what it was like for you, Matt. Yeah, for sure. I share a lot of the same feelings and emotions, you know, leading up to heading up to Brasstown Ball to be able to do that with Mark. 
and to actually see what it was going to feel like to try to attempt to hike the 29,000 feet. I had never done anything like that personally, but it was something that I had wanted to do for quite some time. I've been asked the question countless times on some of my calls with participants about the event, asking myself if I had done the event. And obviously the answer was always no, because Mark mentioned my role and a lot of our roles on the mountain is to encourage and to cheer everyone on. And they're truly some of my favorite memories of all time and weekends of the year. But to be able to do that, Mark, I think maybe asked me a few weeks prior to the event, uh, what do you think about going back to Brass Town? And I was fired up. It was the place where I was, I think we went into spring or summer of 2017 when Mark and Jesse were contemplating what their challenge or event was going to be. And then obviously back then we quickly realized that it was going to be an honest challenge. So to go back there, it was phenomenal. There was, uh, it was certainly one of my highlights of the year myself personally, but to do that with Mark, to go to the, as you said, we started, I think around 8 a.m. It was in June in Georgia, obviously dealing with those conditions. But as Mark mentioned, realizing that it was just uh, us and a team member, Garrick, helping us out. It was just going to be us three for the next 20 plus hours. So not to have that excitement or that community surrounding you. But there's no doubt that I have a newfound respect for everyone that's joined us on the mountain, whether they've completed all 29,000 feet or just for everyone that signed up for the challenge. I definitely appreciate what they've gone through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was a, a highlight for sure of this year is people finding a way to achieve 29,000, 29 feet or time on their feet in a virtual ascent. But we will talk more about that. You mentioned Garrick. Now, you could not have done this without him because in reality, you're hiking up. You're not, you don't have a gondola to come down. Garrick was driving you down to the bottom to start again, refilling, refueling. Garrick, what was that like to sit around and wait for these guys for many hours on end? dealing with spotty cell service. What was that like for you to have your first introduction to 29029 be Sherper for Matt? Yeah, it was basically driving Miss Daisy. So I was the driver. I didn't have to go through the pain. <laughs> and I only started in March. So this was all, they were new to me. I didn't really know Matt that well. I didn't know Mark that well. And I really got to get a sense of their friendship immediately when we hopped in the car and started going there. You watch them in the beginning and they're all chipper. They're like record times running up the mountain, just really feeling themselves. And lap 10 comes around and you just see it on their face. They're dying. And no offense to Matt, but probably more so Matt than Mark. And we had a great time though. Matt's dad got to come out and join us for a lap. I joined them for a couple laps and I really started to realize how hard the actual event was when I was trying to climb up that mountain with them. I was like, dang, you guys are 14 laps in and this is number one for me and I'm sweating bullets. But I think it was a great bond the whole time. And for everybody that participated in the event in general, it was just a really good experience to be the first time for me experiencing, quote unquote, the mountain. Yeah, very cool. You talked about April, Mark. You talked about making that tough decision. And around the time we decided to move to a virtual event for Idaho, we also introduced the concept of Summit Saturday. It was really a way to bring together the community in a virtual sense through an Instagram live that happened for an hour. And I think it developed some, I would call it a cult following in some regard over a period of weeks and months. And 
a regular uh, feature in that was Amanda. And at the time, Amanda was was managing our social media. She's been at many of the events. Amanda, welcome to the show. I want to hear from you about what Summit Saturday was like. It was really an uncertain time in our community. It was an uncertain time that we were all facing in general. And we were able to come together on, on Saturdays and do something really special. What was your experience like around Summit Saturdays? Hello. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Like we said, end of March, April was a really uncertain time for all of us. And to go through a time where all of a sudden we're isolated to our own homes and start Summit Saturday, which is getting together every Saturday for an hour to get active, to walk up any local hills in your area. We had some people just set up a bucket in their backyard and do step ups. And it was a time where we knew when we couldn't get together, we were together in spirit. And so for 14 weeks, we did this religiously every Saturday. And I know personally for me, it's what got me out of bed on the weekends where every single week just seemed like every, the days were lagging on. It gave me a sense of community. And I know it was like that for many people. And especially on the live streams to see you, Travis, and to include the feature where you could live stream with other participants. So people from North Carolina or California, you just started to get this sense of community and connection in a time where we really felt disconnected from each other. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there was some really epic, and I don't use that word lightly, epic Summit Saturdays, where as a community, we got multiple hundreds, thousands of feet of of elevation gain from that community, whether it was, as you mentioned, out on a local hill or doing step-ups. I remember you doing step-ups in your living room. So it was really cool to see the way that people came together, as you mentioned, but also innovate and find ways to get that vertical gain and I think that also then led itself to the virtual events and the innovation that people used uh, and found and implemented to be able to achieve those virtual events. Amanda, one of those things that I saw were those ascent boards and people creating their own uh, ways of tracking their vertical gain and their momentum over those weekends. Tell me about some of the most memorable ascent boards that you saw on those virtual event weekends? Yeah, there were so many ways that people got creative. I know specifically the Dosses, Jackie and Sean, they set up cardboard and wrote the different summits on them. And any time that they achieved them, they had their kids throw water balloons at them that it would knock it off the fence that they hung it up on. Or I know even with Mark and Matt, creating an ascent board out of a piece of paper and checking them off as they go along. Colleen was probably the person who was most closely attached to all of those attempts and all of the ascent boards and all of the innovation that came around those virtual events, including the Zoom rooms, the WhatsApp groups. And Colleen, really, you are the voice of the mountain. You are what keeps people going on event weekend. And speaking of innovation, we had to find a way for you to be able to continue to be that person for folks when we were spread quite literally all across the world. Welcome to the show, Colleen. Tell me a little bit about what you saw over those weekends that really lend itself to innovation and creativity from our community. Yeah, thanks, Travis. It's so fun to be here. There's nothing like this community, and they really rose to the challenge in 2020. And as you said, it encompassed not just people in a small region or people in a neighborhood. It was people all across the world. And we provided them with some tools like a WhatsApp group, and we gave them a website, a scent board and things like that. But to watch them come together in such unique ways, whether it was using the WhatsApp or whether it was using social media, 
they created a true event. And I've been a part of a lot of different virtual events, but there has never been something like this. There were people on treadmills, people on mountains, people, like you said, just doing step-ups. And it was so interesting to see everyone so spread out, but yet this community was one for that entire time, that entire 36 hours. They literally created a virtual mountain to climb together. Yeah, and it was amazing to be a part of. And there there was obviously some disappointment when we first had to announce that you know, we were going to a virtual event. There was disappointment on our team. There was disappointment from the participants, of course. And Coach Brent, you're probably the closest to folks who are getting ready. You set the program for them. You have that FaceTime with them. And as a coach, part of your role is dealing with the setbacks, dealing with disappointment, dealing with challenges that come along with training for anything that is important. Tell me what it was like for you to potentially have to coach people through that to make a decision to take on that virtual experience and then seeing people achieve something really special from that virtual experience to be able to translate that to coming together in, in real life on the mountain in 2021. First of all, again, apologies to all our listeners here that Colleen once again has outshined us all with her incredible audio setup. The energy that Colleen brings is it's so infectious and so incredible. And I'm really proud of the team that really pulled off these virtual events and the way that they did. As Colleen said, a lot of us have seen a lot of those events. And so just watching the way that this community gathered around first with the folks that were putting it together and then second with our participants was really incredible. And getting on those calls on those weekends, whether it was a summit Saturday or most specifically at those virtual events was really special and moving. Just similar to Garrick's story about just watching Matt and Mark at Brasstown, we were getting that same experience we get on the mountain. We'd much rather be there. I love being at those events and being halfway up the hill and still hearing Colleen's voice. I love coming up to the top of the hill with some of our participants. And there's Amanda with tears in her eyes as she's watching participant after participant come up. And when we went virtual, I was actually training for an event myself. And so I was going through a lot of the things that are uh, participants were. And so it, it, it helped in those conversations because we were all experiencing this in a different way. I probably had more individual conversations than I used to. And I really um, enjoyed that people were engaging us in that same way. It, it was more welcome than maybe I, I would have expected, but just being able to get into those conversations with folks and start to really understand. And so understand what they were going through and, and what they needed to experience. And for some of them, it was it didn't matter. They were going to do it wherever and whenever. And for others, they they needed a little bit more, you know, coaxing, not coaching, but just convincing them that they could do it and they could experience it just just like they wanted to or or like they envisioned as they started their training process. Yeah. And Matt, I know that you also have a, a really close relationship with a lot of our participants. You're the potentially the first person that they speak to when they're inquiring about the event and wanting to learn more. And you're able to follow their journey throughout. Who stands out to you or a couple of people that may stand out to you who have made big strides in 2020 and that they have more to give and you're excited to see what they have to give in 2021? It is tough to single a few examples out, participants that joined us at the virtual events, but a few that, you know, that, that come to the top of my mind were an inspiring um, story of Mike and Kimberly Douglas, a uh, married couple that I had signed up for Utah 
They had just celebrated their anniversary earlier in the month of August, and they had decided to not leave each other's side, not listen to music, be one another's biggest supporters, and help each other out throughout the way. So I loved following along and cheering them on. So I'm looking forward to seeing them on the mountain. Another example is a gentleman by the name of Howie McCormick. He joined us last year in Vermont. He completed the virtual challenge for Vermont. So I'm so fired up to see what he's going to do next year with another year of training. And then another one that I was close to because of Amanda on our team, of her parents joining us for the Idaho virtual event. Working side by side with Amanda and hearing about her parents signing up together and them training like they never had before, following Coach Brent's plan, asking him questions, staying engaged, and really looking forward to pushing themselves on the mountain. I'll let perhaps Amanda tell the rest of that story, but they live on Long Island and they walked literally across Long Island with the help of Amanda. And that was really cool to witness. What an amazing story that was. And Amanda, I want to give some context to this because I remember specifically, we were sitting in the 29 and 29 office last year in Atlanta. We'd just gone on sale. A name comes through and we, we turn to you and say, Dennis McCrate has signed up. And you're like, hang on a second. What, what is going on here? You had no idea that your parents had decided to sign up for Idaho, fast forward to, as Matt described, walking across Long Island and you're documenting it, you're following their journey on the weekend of, but they were with us on many Summit Saturdays and you saw them take on this challenge and this journey. What was that like for you, firstly, as a daughter and the pride that you had as a family member, but just to be able to be a part of that and facilitate that experience for them as well? Yeah, it was amazing. Even going back to what you said about when we went on sale last year and my parents' names come through, I was like, wait, are you serious? My parents signed up because they know how passionate I am about 29029. And and I tell them after every event we go to that I'm not even participating. And I feel like my life has changed each time by just cheering on the participants and seeing how how far they have to dig within themselves to accomplish their goals. And so that must have rubbed off on them and they signed up. And both of them, they're relatively fit people. They're not, I wouldn't consider them athletic and I don't think they would either, but they wanted to challenge themselves in a way that they hadn't ever done before. So they signed up and with the help of coach Brent and his training plan, they followed it to a T because coach Brent said, you follow this, you're guaranteed, you will get to the top of the mountain. And so they trained every single week. They made it work with their schedules and to see them come together in a way that I hadn't seen in the past was really amazing. So then when it came time to postponing the event and it going virtual, it was really amazing to see that they still stuck to the training plan and knew that they, even though it was virtual, that they were going to, they still committed to Everest. And so they walked from the North shore of Long Island to the South shore. They, we had this entire plan. My siblings and I were meeting up with them at certain checkpoints. They packed their bags. They'd never done anything like this. And they went for a full 20 plus hours. They walked 38 miles across Long Island and they were so proud the whole time. And in moments when one might've felt a little bit uh, weaker, their feet hurt, they supported each other. And it was really amazing to watch. And like you said, the pride, that I had as their daughter to see them come together like this. It was an amazing example and role models for me to watch. Yeah, I think we can lay claim to it now. 29 to 29 is the ultimate couples therapy. It is a way for (laughs) couples to come together. 
build a relationship like they've never seen it before. We've seen it in many instances. Um, we'll continue to see it. So any couples out there listening, this is the ultimate gift to get your partner. It's going to improve your relationship tenfold, if not more. You've, we've talked about some really impactful, impressive, incredible moments. I want to list off a couple of more. I want to riff on this a little bit because this year has seen some innovation. It's seen some people going above and beyond. I love the fact that we had the crew to come together in Chastain Park in Atlanta. In every virtual event, there was a group there. We had going up and down a small hill in, in Houston. We had Patty King and Laura coming together for the Utah virtual event. Colleen, what about you? You were really close to some of these amazing moments. What were some others that stood out for you? What are some of the other highlights that you want to share with this community to highlight those achievements this year? there was a lot of times that we watched people go to battle in the Zoom rooms with themselves. And we see that on the mountain all the time and people rally around each other. But these people were in effect alone. I I think about Jared King. He was in New York and he had put in tons of miles and Friday night came around and he really had to go to battle with himself. And he did it in the Zoom room. And we watched that happen. And we look at Holly from Utah. She was on a treadmill. And Travis, you also did this challenge on a treadmill. And anyone who took this challenge on a treadmill, it was an incredibly different experience from someone who was actually on a mountain or someone who was doing it in the streets of their city. And watching some of these treadmill finishes like Holly, we were able to see that happen and and to see them have to dig so deep and really tap into the community really have to rely on those people that were on the other side of the screen was amazing. And I I feel like we got a peek into people's lives and into their souls a little bit and how they were able to prepare themselves and complete this challenge. I, I just remember Holly just saying, I'm an endurance athlete now. She realized that in talking to us and sitting in the Zoom room, she realized that she was so much more than she thought she was before she started. And we had another story about Kimo. He was doing our virtual Vermont with us and he was climbing the hills there and he was a quiet guy for a lot of it. And all of a sudden, towards the end of the event, we realized what Kimo's why was. He told us in the Zoom room about his dad and the legacy that his dad had left when he had passed away, telling Kimo that he needed to become the man that he knew he could become and he needed to be healthy and get himself to be able to do this challenge. And we watched that happen. And it was really empowering and really incredible. It's the one thing that I just love so much about this community is sharing those special moments. And it happened in this virtual world that we had created. And I think it would be fair to say that it wouldn't have had the same impact if it wasn't for you, Colleen. You were the glue that held together those Zoom rooms. You were the glue that held together those virtual experiences. As you mentioned, I was doing my virtual Idaho on a treadmill. I remember getting WhatsApp messages and videos from you out on your run. And I'm like, this is so cool. Colleen's sending me these videos. I feel so special. Little did I know you were also doing that for everyone else. But what that meant was you sent thousands of messages, very specific, very targeted. You're like a wise philosopher, giving people advice and giving them the encouragement that they need in that moment. So kudos to you, Colleen, for what you did in those Zoom rooms and the experience that you were able to create for those participants. 
Brent, I'm going to throw it over to you because you're also impactful there. When you came in and you dropped, give us your headline uh, or things like that, those kind of those wise coaches moments that you were able to help facilitate and foster those relationships within the group and within those Zoom rooms. So tell us where that headlines came from and the impact you saw from that. Like everybody else during this, I've spent uh, far too much time on social media, but something just before one of our virtual events caught my eye and it was just somebody saying, I feel like every time I get on social media, all I see is the negative feedback loop that's happening in our world right now, whether it was the virus or politics or insert anything that you would see. And it was somebody that just said, I just want to hear somebody, something positive. Grandfather loves granddaughter from afar or husband loves wife forever. And so when I jumped on one of those calls, it was like, hey, look, like nobody's where they want to be right now. Everybody's sitting here. We're watching each other on stair climbers and parks. And we're not even getting that that experience of walking past Colleen and high-fiving her or hugging her, or there's Matt. I love that director of first impressions. When Matt's at the bottom, it's he's like the mayor. Everybody knows him. And we're, we missed all of that. We all missed us included. And to create some level of that experience on the virtual, it was just give us your positive. And the stuff that started coming in was just absolutely incredible. Daughter conquers 29,000 feet, couple hikes 38 miles across Long Island, and everybody started throwing these things out there. I, I remember I was doing something, and so I was off the WhatsApp for several hours, and I got on and there was 400 and something messages, and I was getting ready to scroll through them quickly to make sure there was no you know, big questions or anything, and I couldn't stop. I just was reading through everything. And it sometimes there's just fortunate things that happen. I caught something on social media that, that I caught at the right time. And so we've all stumbled into some of what this experience is. And for our folks, the participants, to be able to share the good things that were going on that they were experiencing was uplifting to every single one of us that was around for that. No matter where we were sitting, whether we were in the rain at Chastain under a tent or sitting at a desk at our computer. Yeah. I've realized now how much I miss all of you, but how much I've really missed the opportunity to come together. And Mark, I, I see you there. You've got a bit of a glint in your eye. I feel like there is a sense of pride for you to know that we all face challenges. We face challenges as a company, as a community, but hearing these stories and hearing what we were able to create and foster must bring you a level of joy that you wouldn't have expected. Tell me about what you're feeling when you're listening back to these stories and these moments that we experienced together. When Jesse and I and, and Colin came together very early on and created this, it was, we're always going to care the most. And if we care the most, we'll have a company that we're really proud of. Community was really something that was in the ethos very early on. And to see that actually play out in spades this year, I actually saw the best in our team and the best in our community and the best of what this brand can be. No, it wasn't a great year in the sense that we didn't get together on the mountain and that a lot of people's dreams and aspirations and hopes and red bibs and red hats and those types of things got put on hold. But it actually brought to the surface what I believe this company and the people that I'm lucky enough to work with every day really believe in and care about the most. And that if you really do care and you lead with your heart and you lead with intention and you're empathetic to people and you're really human, this event can bring people together virtually the same way it does on the mountain. And people need Colleen. They need Coach Brent on the mountain. They also needed them virtually. And I think that one of the things that I was most grateful for with this year was that 
you know, we believe that extreme physical and mental challenges can really bring out the best in people. And that showed itself time and time again this year that you strip out your title, you strip out if you're a mother or a father or a business owner or a CEO or an entrepreneur, whatever your title is, whatever these things of armor that you put on, however you dress up your Instagram profile and your LinkedIn and all these things you have to do to show the world you're important. When you've been doing something for 20 hours, you're at your best self because you're being honest. And we see it on the mountain. You can't hide when you're tired. You can't hide when you're hungry and you've been calorie deficient. And someone like Matt or Amanda or Rachel or Garth or Travis or Brent or Colleen will notice that. And they're there to offer a word of encouragement. Maybe they're going to tell you to eat. Maybe they ride in a gondola with you. Maybe they share a smile or a high five or a hug. And it's that moment of just raw humanity that makes you realize like when you're vulnerable, you find your best self and seeing that take place in a zoom room this year made me just so excited to get back on the damn mountain next year because everyone who didn't give up this year in any form of their life is going to get to celebrate again. And I hope you celebrate with us because there's no group that wants to see you succeed more than us. And so not everyone's going to have an opportunity to climb with us but I hope you climb virtually with us in some capacity. I hope this podcast and apparel line that we're launching, the different things that we do inspire you to just be honest, find your best self and care about others, care about them reaching their summit, care about them finding their best self. And if you do that, you'll have a lot to celebrate. Everyone has given their highlights and their moments that they have the most fondness around 2020. I want to throw it around any final thoughts, any final words, any final comments on what 2020 has meant and what you're looking forward to for 2021? You know, Travis, it was said many times from all of our virtual participants that next year is going to be a family reunion on the mountain. And I am so looking forward to that because a lot of the times those 36 hours on the mountain and maybe the few hours before and after the event is the only time that we get to spend with each other. But these participants who stuck with this virtual event got to meet each other on a mountain. And now they're going to take those experiences with them forward into next year. And I can't wait to see that reunion on the mountain because we know the stories. We know the background. We know the grit and determination that went into 2020. And we're going to all celebrate that together next year going forward. It, it truly is going to be an incredible family reunion. Yeah, I can't wait for those hugs and high fives when we can give them. Who would have thought that we would long for so many hugs and high fives given what we're not able to do now, but I can't wait to give that first hug. I can't wait to see Amanda in tears. I can't wait to see Coach Brent pushing someone up the mountain. I can't wait to see Brian and Matt and Garrick and Colleen and the rest of the crew and Mark bringing the energy and holding it down. So you guys are awesome. This community is awesome. I can't wait to see you all in person in 2021. And thank you for showing up. Thank you for being yourselves. And thank you for giving so much of yourselves. This has been awesome. All the best. There you have it. The latest episode of the 2929 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about 2929 or read more stories from our incredible community of participants, you can head to 29029everesting.com. That's 29029 
everesting.com. I'm Travis McKenzie, and this is the 29029 Podcast.